0: Hello and welcome to Splatter Chatter, where October never dies and is right around the corner. I am one of your hosts, Ms. Melmoy. I'm the other host, Mr. Craigers. Mm -hmm. And tonight on episode 52, we are going to be diving in, I'm surprised we haven't done this until right now, but in honor of The Nun coming out circa Two ish weeks ago we are going to be diving into the conjuring universe as a nice little mm-hmm. lead into October before we get you know go nuts um, mm-hmm. but yes we've we've referenced the conjuring universe several times I think the actual conjuring movies themselves showed up on a couple of our lists of like you know favorites or top whatevers uh, but we're finally going to to get into this that I forget what news outlet called it basically the the best uh current cinematic universe behind the avengers
1: oh yes i
0: forget i'm gonna figure out who called it that but i remember reading that i like it yeah
1: it's a bold statement yeah it
0: was after the conjuring 2 i believe it was part of somebody's review they basically said it was the most successful uh film universe franchise uh yeah a la that sort of avengers thing besides the Avengers.
1: Well, and I think like I can definitely see that because I think The Conjuring too was so much better than people expected it. To yeah. Be. And so I think it was a pleasant surprise for a lot of people, and everyone was like, okay, let's let's look at these movies, yeah. let's start talking about them. Like, not that people weren't talking about The Conjuring, they were, orig- you know, the yeah. first. But, but it's like they can
0: pull it off mean. twice, basically, is what they learned. It wasn't like a one-off yeah. sort of like firework. Like, this is rare.
1: Yeah. So, of yeah. course, we have famously said that our only real gripe with the second one was the shoddy CGI for the crooked man.
0: Yeah. Everything else, I was, I had no qualms with whatsoever. Yeah. So good shit. Mm-hmm. But first, we are going to get into some horror headlines. I know mine. It's not really a headline, you know but it's a funny thing I saw on Reddit today. Go for it. It is that apparently our favorite um, statue. Jason statue at the bottom of that lake in Arizona is being uh-huh. removed because <gasps> the county has deemed that it is garbage. It <laughs> no, has to be removed no, no. from the lake. <laughs> no. So, RIP the greatest like quiet con of of our time was whoever put that statue down there and just waited for somebody to oh, find it. No. Mhm. I saw it on Reddit today. That's
1: a bummer. It is a
0: huge bummer. <laughs> kind of like
1: a... I don't know if I want to say like the end of an era, but like...
0: It was pretty cool. It took them a long time to move on that if they, you know, were that... You know, they're like, oh, we're going to get rid of it. We're just going to yeah, take, you know, two years to do it. But um, yeah, they have the, the park officials of whatever park it's sitting in have said that it, it has deemed it garbage and said <laughs> it needs to be removed. So, wow. And I was like, I'll take it if you don't want it. Yeah. I have got a pool at my building. There we go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. I got a pool. I got a pool at mine. I got a pool at my new building that I'm moving into. We
0: got got plenty of options. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. Definitely. That's That's my big horror headline. I like it. Thank you.
1: Um... Yeah. So I was just uh since I was kind of just reading about it earlier today. Um Halloween Horror Nights. Oh yes. Um which of course uh are the um the big uh sort of mega haunts that are put on by Universal Studios in Orlando uh every Halloween season. Um they've been slowly revealing details about their haunts. Um, they're, they do different, um, movies every year. Um, like one year they did the shining and they recreated the hedge maze. You know, one year they did, uh, Friday the 13th and they created, you know, like cabins and crystal Lake and what have you. So one of the ones they're doing this year is killer clowns from outer space, <laughs> which what? is a curious option, but I would I would, I would, I'd go, I'd go through that haunt. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And apparently they're going to have, you know, the Terenzi ice cream truck and um, a bunch of like props from the original set. So it should be kind of cool. I mean, Crazy Clowns is definitely a cult classic. Um, But in connection with them doing the haunt, apparently um, as the Chiato brothers announced today, They've been talking with MGM about a sequel. Mm-hmm. So maybe like, you know, something's going on. And that's why they're, they're focusing on killer clowns to get people excited about it or interested in it if they've never seen it. Because maybe we're getting a sequel in the near future.
0: And if you're going to subject me to clowns, it better be for viral marketing.
1: It better be for viral marketing.
0: And they better be from outer space. And they better be fucking space clowns. Fucking Space um, Clown. There Technically was, Pennywise is a Space Clown. This is true. Lovecraftian Space Clown. Weird fiction Space Clown. Damn um, it. Right. There was one more, I guess, that I guess it came out today or early this morning or late last night. It was the trailer and then some pictures for Netflix's The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Oh, The yes. updated reboot of Sabrina the Teenage, teenage Witch. Teenage yeah. Witch. Uh that's way creepier looking than we remember it being on whatever channel it was on.
1: It looks pretty creepy, I like it.
0: Yeah. Everyone's really tweaked out though because apparently like there's still no shots of Salem and like people are worried because whoever the chick who plays Sabrina apparently is like mad allergic to cats. So they're like if uh... you cut him out, like just do the animatronic one again. So. I right just get the same one. We'd love it. Yeah, so still no shot of Salem, but um, they released some cast photos. They released a trailer. I'm actually kind of hype about it. Looks interesting. I it's am. definitely a very different tone. Hence well, because it's
1: a spinoff of Riverdale,
0: yeah,
1: which is a very different tone from Archie Comics. Yeah. So it's kind of like this thing that they're going for. There's some good uh, spooky television coming our way. We've also got Netflix will be dropping... Um, the uh, Haunting of Hill House um, oh, TV show, their Netflix ad- adaptation next month, right before Halloween. Um, Hulu is also starting an anthology show next, um, early in October called Into the Dark, Love it. which is 12 tales of terror over 12 months, each focused around a holiday. So, of course, the, it starts with the October one, which is Halloween and then they'll release one an episode in November for Thanksgiving, December for Christmas, et cetera, et cetera. That looks pretty creepy and good. So be on the lookout for some good spook TV coming your way. Yeah, I'm into it. Hulu's uh, been killing it lately. Mm-hmm. They're strong. That, um, their new show with uh, Sean Penn looks good. Are you going to watch that? It's th- right up your alley. He's supposed to be, like, the first guy on Mars. First man. I, yeah,
0: like, I've been seeing stuff about it. Um, I haven't looked into much of it, too much, into it much. There we go. Yet. But I was looking some stuff up about it, and then I saw the whole... Because, like, literally I saw, I was like, oh, yeah, like, first man. Like, because they have trailers for it, like, as, like, you know, because freaking Hulu has commercials. Um after like unless you
1: whatever who yeah you and then
0: i want to pay like double what i pay now to not get commercials and i was like you know what i'll deal with it um <laughs> but yeah no like it had me because it was like oh like you know like how you know because it did that bit where they're like oh yeah you could be the first man to to live on mars and i was like <gasps>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're like interesting yeah yeah who who's rocking it so so yeah, yeah. All right, shall we dive headfirst? We sure. shall. Do um, we,
0: now wait, do we, we don't have any, any correspondence, do we? Because sometimes we forget to look. Oh, I totally <laughs> forgot to look <laughs> me, to Let just me. Just to make me. sure.
1: Splatter, chatter, email, wow, miss misspell, vamps. No,
0: vamps. Um, oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so apparently Salem is going to be in the series, they just haven't released in what capacity, and there's no pictures. But they do say that Salem, Saberhagen... Will feature in uh, we'll in the TV show, and I don't... do know the first episode of the series they released it. It's called October Country. Ooh, yeah! So interesting stuff coming out of there. Oh, apparently it's already been like approved for two seasons.
1: Oh wow! It was a
0: straight to series order. They must trust this. They're
1: confident. <laughs>
0: I mean, I think they're p- thinking they'll pull the Riverda- Riverdale crowd in with it. Um, yeah, and it's what kind of what they're banking on? So it's a fair
1: bet. Riverdale yeah. does pretty well in the ratings. Yeah,
0: and who doesn't love Sabrina? I think it's We're, interesting that it's literally like nobody. A, it's a looks like it's a pretty solid like uh, hit for hit uh, remake. Yeah, all the all the hiccup, all the characters there, and. All that good stuff. Harvey. Harvey Kinkle. Harvey. Prudence. A student at the Academy of Unseen Arts. With a personal grudge against our, our. Sabrina. Same.
1: Okay. No. No correspondence.
0: All right. Well, we learned a little bit more about Sabrina. And her chilling adventures. Alrighty. righty. Well, in that case, we shall get right into it.
1: Let's do it. Let's get...
0: Physical. So, physical. I guess Let's we should
1: start.
0: Physical. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a lot to take on. With uh, The Conjuring. The con- that was the first The Conjuring! One. That was the third. Or the third. Blah, 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 blah. This is going so well. The first one, Conjuring, circa 2013. That's exactly
1: gone.
0: 2013. 2013. <laughs> Sometime between 2012 and 2014, this film came out. <laughs> um, directed by James Wan, written by Chad Hayes and Carrie W. Hayes. Um, it was our first dive, and it was so my first. Ex- so let's bring it back, I guess. My first exposure. <laughs> let's, let's journey back. My first exposure to the Warrens and like their whole business was actually while watching a haunting because the very first episode of a haunting is yeah. a haunting in Connecticut which the Warrens appear in because they were involved in that. <laughs> so, you know, that that's that's where I knew them from going into this and then like it didn't occur to me until halfway through the movie that I was like
1: you know <laughs> yeah. I can I can still hear that very specific announcer from a haunting, like saying their names.
0: Yeah, Ed and Lorraine Warren. And then like she would appear Was
1: Ed and Lorraine Warren.
0: Lorraine would appear on the show sometimes. Yeah. And she would provide commentary. Yeah. So she'd talk talking head Lorraine. Talking head Lorraine. Ed has passed away since. Um, but yeah, yes. That's definitely where I knew them from too. So this is this is basically the film was based on Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are like these very famous paranormal investigators. Um, who basically, I'd
1: say the most famous. Yeah, they
0: are, they're definitely the most famous, but they came to fame because they are the ones who investigated the Amityville house. Um, they since had other things and, and fairly high profile, uh, investigations, but that was the big one, right? Obviously Amityville like that, like nothing quite gripped the nation like that. Um, and especially all the like fallout afterwards. Um, I did actually read last year. I finally read the Amityville haunting book. Um, it was terribly written. Yeah, that's what's like kept me <laughs> it away. From was it was ridiculous. Um, but I did read it, um, and it Ooh. basically was exactly what you'd expect. <laughs> we should do an episode
1: about the haunting. We
0: can once. do that. Yeah, we could. We could slowly make our way through the. Um, the, war, the Warren case profile or portfolio. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this one is a lesser known one <clears throat> that the conjuring was based off of. Um, I don't know if it really had a name at all. Um, this know. particular the haunting, Aaron per- haunting. Oh yeah. The Perron family, Perron family. Oh, it is called the Perron family. There you go. Um, it was essentially their second big, um, Investigation after Annabelle, um, and basically out in Rhode Island, this family of five girls. Jesus Christ!
1: Could you imagine?
0: Oh no, I didn't have to. I watched it, and it looked terrible. No wonder they got yeah, no wonder. There. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. Jesus Christ! Five girls. Um, their mom and their mom and their dad move into this house in Rhode Island, and. All hell breaks loose, I guess, is essentially what happened. Um, (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Literally. And they find out that the house sits on land of a... Now, there was a woman who owned the land who was accused of murdering her child for the sake of witchcraft. And I don't know if she was put to death or just shunned. The movie says that she was hanged. I don't know how true that is. But basically, her... Her land was then subdivided and this house sits on a portion of the land and other houses in the, the area also sat on land and they also had like some shit happen um, so family moves in and nonsense ensues and uh, they call in Ed and Lorraine Warren to the rescue to the rescue so <clears throat> that's my cat um
1: cats off podcasts
0: he does. Oh, he's up on the table. He's a rebel cat. Um, so with this one, like, I, I remember dragging my friend to go see it because at the time I had not jumped the hurdle where I was willing to go to movies by myself. Now I love that, doing that. Um, right, it's the best. And it's like, this was such a well put together film. Because you yeah. have that entire opening prologue that has nothing to do with any shit whatsoever. Like, the Annabelle doll has nothing to do with anything.
1: Nothing.
0: For this, it's just literally like an intro to to the Warrens, I guess. And then you have that total exorcist crawl opening that they do that was just, like, straight out of the oh, yeah. exorcist. Um, but it's very
1: effective.
0: No, it was so good. Um, I love it. It's great. And this movie, like, the thing that I loved about it is, like, it's just... It, It it pays so much attention to the characters. It's like, yeah, we're telling a scary movie, but like, there's people and things happening. Like, we get a, yeah, we get a lot of time with not
1: only uh, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga as Ed and Lorraine, but with the family as well.
0: Yeah, all five of them girls. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. Well, what's nice too is like you have that almost dip into the stereotypical and then it moves away from that, right? Cuz you've got this family, of course they move into a new house, so they're not going to like freaking move the second they're like it's fucking haunted. The dad obviously right. is, you know, he works away from home a lot. He's a truck driver, so he's away a lot. He's not around. Uh, you know, he doesn't super believe. You know, he lives in a house of five girls, who five teenage girls, so he's like obviously he's not going to super believe when one of them says we're being haunted. And you have all these, like, staples that you get that happen in your typical haunted house films. But, like, we very quickly move past them. Because Dad, like, obviously when he sees, you know, his kid get thrown into a wall, he's like, okay. Yeah. I'm willing to buy this.
1: (laughs) Right. Which I think is, like, something that James Wan brought to the story, I feel like. Because the same thing happens in Insidious. Yes. Like, when shit goes south, they're like, well, we're going to move. Because, you know, this house is fucked up. You know? And it's like, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, I get yeah. And I love like the this is how normal people would behave instead of sticking around and being like, No, it's fine, I don't believe it, you're crazy. Like, no. Children being thrown into walls, not yeah. good.
0: Well that first scene in the bedroom with the two girls and uh the one wakes up and the other's like, Shut the fuck up, I'm trying to sleep. Um is so great and like she's like somebody standing like in the door, behind the like,
1: door yeah, and you're yeah. like and then
0: you're oh my god that's um, a great one it was such a great sequence my cats knocking stuff off the table um but yeah no like the everything in this this movie play was did like a great balance of uh tension and jump scares and like pulling the tension just enough and then having these sort of, and they weren't like, you know, screamers or get in your face or anything, but like the hand no. clapping in the dark, the clapping game. Yeah. Like that was such a, and you knew the second they introduced that, you're like, well, that's going to fucking come back. And yeah. It's going to be terrible.
1: Well, and you knew too, because I remember that was a big part of the marketing. Um, and it was like, Okay, this is this is really effective. It's really it's different. It's cool. It's creepy. But because you showed it to me in the trailers, yeah, like, you knew it was coming. Now I I, I know what you're going to end up doing with it. Not to say that it wasn't still effective when it happened,
0: but it would have been really cool if I had no idea. But I yeah. suppose it's my own fault for watching trailers, right? Like they, you know, I could easily just not watch the trailer to something and.
1: Is it our fault, or is it her well, production companies for revealing too much of movies in their trailers?
0: Yeah, no, well, it's, it, it is that, too. Like, I shouldn't have to not watch the trailer, but at the same time, it's like, if I want to go in blind, I can also just not. I have a friend who very much does that. Like, she doesn't want to know shit about movies.
1: And now, how does she determine what movies she wants to see? Like, does she read right? about yeah. them? Does she just, like, yeah. just check out the synopsis?
0: Yeah, no. I, um... I'm not saying, you know, I'm just, yeah. I mean, like, my thing is, is, like, they definitely show too much and they definitely film. Oh, no, I was just, like, genuinely curious. Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, certain things she will, but there's some things where she's like, no, I want to go in blind. And I was like, okay, or, <laughs> <laughs> or, um, which, and I know some people who, like, that is their mentality for everything. Like, they consider everything a spoiler. I'm one of those people who likes to get drips of spoilers a little bit. Not necessarily, like, full things, but I like, oh, here's a photo. Like, let me guess the context of this. Like, I enjoy things like that. Like, to me, that's kind of, like, fun. Um, But, yeah, that, like, the clapping thing was... It was still really well executed, but I was like, oh, wow, that would have been, like, even bigger if I didn't, you know, know that was going to happen. But, no, that entire... And they used even the basement in a non-cliche way, because everyone's like, oh, stay out of the basement, goosebumps. Um, But they, they played this one in a in a good way. And he still managed to get the sort of feel of Insidious in there with the ghost and, um, what's her name? Be- Be- Bathsheba? Bathsheba. Bathsheba and the way she looked because she kind of that resembled... crazy bitch. A crazy child-murdering bitch. Um, she kind of resembled, you know, it was it was similar makeup styles as to what you got in Insidious. Obviously not nearly as yeah. nuts, but... Um, it was that same sort of like lighting effect on the makeup and definitely and all that good stuff. And I love too like that the ultimate you know the, the the spooky scare here was like oh like she she possesses the mother and she makes them kill the children and then it came down to like literally just one mother talking another mother down right like how yeah that, that never happens in horror movies. You have two women who are like all right we gotta we. Gotta, we got to pull through this together because... Yeah.
1: And it's so powerful. Yeah. Like, not only because it's something that we don't see often, but because, again, we, we've come to know these women really well. We know them as characters, like, at a, at a pretty deep level. So when you get Lorraine, you know, reaching out at the end, it's like, yeah, it gets you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no. I I just love that bit cuz they have that that beat where they they look at the picture, the terribly photoshopped picture and yeah, um, oh my god, it's so bad. You know, and then later when she's touching her and the, and then the light comes in and it's so cliché, but it's like it gets me for whatever reason. Um
1: it's a testament to to the movie.
0: Yeah. no, I just but I they really But if they can make a cliché,
1: you know, make you feel that way.
0: Yeah. No, I love it, and I will always. When someone's like, "We should watch a scary movie," I'll be like, "Have you seen The Conjuring?" Like, I will always watch. You do you love movie. The Conjuring? Well, it's in your. It's in your top five. It is. It is in it's my top five. The very top first top.
1: episode, you. I did. I did say that. But where does it? Where is it in the top five? Um.
0: It is. How you put it. Do you remember? I'm trying to remember because I might have even. I don't think I would have put it quite at two. But I think it might be three. Like, it's up there. Like, I just enjoy it so much. Yeah. It's um, really good. It might be two. I don't know. Somebody could fact check that. Be.
1: Someone, yeah. Someone I'm could. not
0: ashamed. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. It's so great. Like, I and I, it is one of those ones kind of like, like, yeah, like you said, like, when someone's like yeah let's watch something scary like that's definitely something that floats through my brain as something i'm willing to watch over and over and over again
0: it's just like a
1: we threw it on one time at my house do you remember that
0: yeah while we were waiting for it to be nighttime
1: (laughs) yeah we were like well let's uh daylight to kill (laughs) yeah it's conjuring this shit up
0: yeah so i will always watch it if it's on i like it a lot um
1: And it was hugely successful.
0: It was. No, yeah. And like, honestly, the only real um, sort of uh, criticisms it got was that it was too much like The Exorcist, right? Like, it was a little too derivative. And it's like, if your big criticism is that you're just too close to this really awesome movie, then that's fine. (laughs) Yeah. So. Yeah,
1: I have zero... I mean, yeah, like, it definitely... It definitely um it didn't it didn't outright copy, but it took notes from the exorcist. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that in my book because the conjuring is in a, a very similar vein. It's more it's in the same subgenre, essentially. So and if you, James Wan, like the director and the writers, if you want to make a really good movie, you might as well look to the best. Yeah. You know what I mean? The Exorcist is regarded as the greatest horror film of all time. Yeah. So if you're making a movie in the same <laughs> sub The Exorcist, well then you might as well look to The Exorcist for cues.
0: And if somebody's saying, oh, your movie it was just a little too close to this and not, oh, your movie sucked at trying to be this, then clearly you've done something right, right? Because it's like there's yeah. plenty of movies out there that try to be other movies and people call them on it. They're like, you sucked. Like they weren't Saying this sucked because it was so close to The Exorcist. They were saying like, "Oh my god, it was so good," but it was just so close to The Exorcist that I wanted it to be a little bit more of its own thing. But it, it yeah, had yeah, the right yeah. energy.
1: Yeah, it was going in the right place. Yeah. So, um, and what I loved about The Conjuring Two. <laughs> T-O-O, not The Conjuring 2. Still talking yeah, I was about- like, wow, but we, we jumped
0: a couple movies. <laughs> still talking
1: about The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. Also, what I love about The Conjuring also... As well. Is- <laughs> As well, is that for um, mainstream audiences, um, so like not like genre people, may- it really reminded mainstream audiences that great horror films can still be made today. Yes. You know, in contemporary times. Like, those of us that love the genre, we know, like, that excellent movies are happening all the time. And we're talking about them and watching them and reviewing them and making podcasts about them. But, you know, the casual fans, like, can sometimes kind of forget and be like, oh, there hasn't been a great horror movie since, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. And it's like, no, actually there have. And this is one of them, like. Yeah. It's really great. And I love that it kind of, like, kickstarted that conversation up again. Yeah. Um, and really brought um, paranormal and possession horror films to a really interesting place in, in the
0: 2010s. Yeah, because that's, like, such, you know, I don't want to say it's overdone, but that's, like, it was being done a lot in, like, the sort of, like, Indie, like made for Netflix film area, they were all various possession movies.
1: Definitely, and you even think about like how we um, getting films like The Last Exorcism and Exorcism of Emily Rose and The Possession, which I actually really like. The Possession,
0: I did actually
1: really like The Possession as
0: well. Yeah,
1: these kind of and they they each had their moments. It's not that they didn't shine at points, but we were getting to this place where things were getting really derivative again. Things were just sort of like going through the motions, you know, haunting in Connecticut and what have you, interestingly enough. Um, yeah. and the conjuring put new life back into the possession, um, demonic sort of subgenre of horror. And, um, I think that was something we needed. It came at the right time and we've been, it's been riding really high. um, because of that, of course, with the films in the Conjuring universe, but also some like lesser-known things, some indie things. I'm thinking of um, uh, the Taking of Deborah Logan mm. and um, the Haunting of Rosalind Lee. Like um, even uh, Veronica, um, all really, really good stuff that owe a lot to the Conjuring that have that have come out in the last couple years. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I it definitely, like, reminded people that, oh, like, you can actually care about mm. these scary movies that you make. <laughs> like, the point doesn't have to be how many, you know, jump scares or, you know, gory shots you get in there. Like, oh, like, you know, you're still telling stories. And I think it helps, too, that, you know, the, the, the Lorraines, Ed and Lorraine Warren... <laughs> Were are real people like they're you know Lorraine Warren's still alive they have children that are still alive so it's like okay you're trying to do justice and a lot of these people who were parts of their cases are still alive so it's like you want to be conscious of the fact that you're telling real people's stories um, yeah while they are still there to watch them so I think that really helped them to to create something that was um you know more sensitive and more conscientious of Of the fact that there's a human element to, to every story, including genre stories, but
1: yeah, but and maybe even especially genre
0: stories. Yes, yeah, and I will never forget. I think I brought this up before in my senior seminar in writing class. A teacher, basically, was talking about writing like literary fiction versus genre fiction. She's like, in literary fiction, it's character driven, in genre fiction, it's plot and like convention driven, and I was like. Is it like a hard and fast rule, or? See, I think you could
1: use—you could definitely use the conjuring to to counteract that argument. Mm -hmm. It's such a character-driven film, or
0: basically anything that Stephen King writes. I mean,
1: yeah, it's all character-dependent, partially because he just doesn't plot. But you know, (laughs)
0: he's like, what if a werewolf in a movie (laughs) theater
1: and outside of Boston? Yeah. But he's an but, alcoholic. Werewolf. But he's an alcoholic and he's a horror writer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and his name is Stove.
1: Stove.
0: <laughs> Stove Queen. Stove Queen. <laughs> That's what his buddies call him. Um, oh. But yeah. Uh, so after The Conjuring came Annabelle, which was the first <laughs> spinoff. The
1: spin-off. Now it
0: became clear as soon as this movie came out that they were going to invest the majority of their money and attention and efforts into the main conjuring films.
1: Yeah. Well, and it and it was it was that classic thing, right? Like the conjuring was so successful. And Annabelle came out a year later yeah so it definitely like it was not like on the books or anything it definitely was like a rush into production like let's capitalize on this sort of thing
0: yeah because this was like an original story they weren't as far as i can tell this wasn't like any true with the exception of like the two chicks and their buddy in the beginning uh yeah i don't think they were
1: crazy drawing on it yeah i think they just
0: came up with their own story for annabelle um and right. it was weak. I mean, honestly, I don't remember a crap ton of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really didn't like it all that it was, much. It was directed by John R. Leonetti. It was written by Gary Doberman. And it was James Wan was a producer on it, um, which he's a producer and on th- all of them.
1: Yeah, and I think you definitely felt his absence from the director's chair. Yeah. With Annabelle. Um. And it, it also kind of became, it was also kind of that thing, which is dangerous and what, honestly, I feel like they ended up doing again with the nun is taking this supporting element that was really, really creepy when it was introduced, partially because we didn't see a lot of it Mm -hmm. and then giving it, it's giving it us like a full feature film about it sort of like took away a
0: lot of yeah the, cause fear. the creepiness was just it was that a there bit was too much yeah there was this fucking doll that was just yeah kind of we like oh what the fuck is her
1: jam like you know yeah what a bitch doll <laughs> god god what and then now it's like oh okay here's this whole story about the bitch doll the and daughter thing. with the broken mm-hmm. leg yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the parents, and they can't have kids, and then they have kids, and then it's like, what's happening?
0: Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I mean, what I remember from the the first Annabelle movie was honestly the second Annabelle movie. (laughs) Because it was much better. Because it was much better. But uh, before that happened came The Exorcist, Dua, Which is... (laughs) You called it The Exorcist. The Conjuring Dois. You know, the reason I said that is because my, my next point, I was leading into my next point, is that this is the second highest grossing horror film of all time behind only The Exorcist. Oh, Conjuring 2? Yes. Oh, wow. So there's a reason it was in my brain, because I was looking at the word Exorcist. <laughs> uh, the Conjuring Dois, second only to The Exorcist in... Um, Box office, uh, based on the Enfield poltergeist, which everyone called the, and they call it the movie, the Amityville of London or England or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, the the Warrens are. I loved how they roped in a little bit of Amityville in this one, because yeah. like obviously you bring cool. up it in Lorraine Warren, you know the elephant in the room is are they going to do Amityville? Like, Is that going to be a thing? And they actually kept it pretty under wraps that they were putting so much of Amityville in this movie. They did. I was actually impressed with that because the entire opening is them doing (coughs) Amityville.
1: Amityville, right. Well, yeah, because that was such a rumor because of in the original Conjuring, they mentioned a case that was really, really bad and that really, really shook up Lorraine. And everyone, you know reddited the shit out of that and we're like it's it's amityville it's gotta be amityville
0: well timing wise that doesn't work because they end the conjuring by them going to amityville
1: no yeah and dummies right (laughs) we find out what that case was later um um, but right, but of course, and then of course, since The Conjuring ends with, oh, here's this other case, or we got a call, or whatever cute little thing they yeah, do.
0: They, they, they say, um, we to, have
1: to clue a, you in, it's oh, Long Island. somewhere in somewhere Island. New York, yeah, Long Island, and um, and everyone's like, ooh, ooh, and then of course it wasn't.
0: Yeah, no, they they jump to, so they show it in the sense that they're like. Talking about, are they doing a presentation about Amityville? Or because she does that, interest? She's like, there are certain cases that always carry with you, or some in shit like that. Yeah, yeah, but she sees the same vision in Amityville that she saw with our buddy Maurice, who we right. um, who will swing back to later. There's like there, and they're having like the séance or whatever. Yeah, and she, she the sees the vision yeah. of the
1: DeFeo murders and all that.
0: And then and she sees, um, well, you don't realize what she sees at the time, but she essentially sees um, Ed being killed yeah. um we, we but we don't really know what she's seeing until later like they executed that whole thing perfectly because i had no idea what the fuck i was looking at i just thought it was creepy <laughs> as hell the way they did that too where she was walking and the mirror yeah with, that was with good. ron DeFeo and just like the and she would like cock the the invisible gun and she, like that was insane
1: That was good. That's a good opening.
0: Yeah, no, it was a solid, solid opening. This movie all around was solid, but it was based on the Enfield Poltergeist, which was a haunting that, um, fascinatingly enough, has, like, it's, they call it, like, I guess one of the most well-documented ones or whatever, just because there was a Mm -hmm. police officer who signed an affidavit that said she saw a chair, which they show in the movie, Uh, saw a chair move like in front of her. And this is a police officer who signed an affidavit saying, I saw that uh, that happened. But basically um, this family, again, all girls, or is there a boy? There is one boy. There's two girls and one boy. Yeah. There's a little boy. Um, That's the girls. Um, But this family lives in kind of a lower class area of, I guess Enfield's part of London. I don't know my... It's a sober? It's somewhere around I think. there. Um, but basically, they're mm-hmm. living in their house, and uh, the youngest daughter basically becomes beset by um, something in the house that's attached to her. There's... You can see pictures online of her, like, you know, supposedly levitating of her. There's videota- or uh, voice recording of her, like, kind of, like... Doing this very inhuman sounding voice, um, and she claimed to be this man who died in the house, um, which did happen, and all these other things. And it's like you know, scary stuff. Um, but Ed and Lorraine Warren yeah, get, get called in, like the superheroes that they are, um, to deal with it. Um, and the thing here is that I think they. I don't think they necessarily like tried to hang up their coats like they did in the other one, but um, Lorraine is worried because she has a vision, I guess, of, you know, she she believes that that this might be it, the thing that um, makes her vision come true of seeing Ed getting splooped through the chest. Splooped, as it were. Yeah. But the best thing to come out of this movie up until two weeks ago um, was the 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 nun the the valak character it was Mm. nuts
1: it was nuts
0: i loved it
1: yeah it's kind of in this like like this side moment right where we're actually back at ed and lorraine's house and um the nun appears there
0: yeah because ed's just randomly painting this horrifying picture
1: yeah. I was like, no one knows what that's about. And it happens to be the nun and then their their daughter sees the nun and Lorraine confronts her and, and it's like ugh. Yeah. Yeah, no really. that was, I mean that that, that was shot, the breakout like,
0: character of this movie.
1: Definitely the breakout character. I mean the shot of the hallway, right? When yeah. The daughter's like, Mom, who's that? And we get we get the long shot, and the nun's just standing there. That is nightmare.
0: And you're like, i like, you just get chills, like <laughs> like your down your spine. And you're, and
1: you're just like, absolutely not.
0: And you're like, well, we're burning the house down. Yep, there we well, go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just kind of do a
0: little bit, of <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll chalk it up to
1: an insurance claim. Um, yeah. But you're right, total breakout character, um, total. Um, Everybody
0: was like, oh my god, the non, the non,
1: the
0: non, the non, the non, the non, the non. The non. Valak. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> the what did you say? The prince of, the marquis of snakes. What the a specific. Yes, What a specific title. Such a specific title. I am the baron of. <gasps> <Akia>. <laughs> Cockroaches. Cockroaches. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Valak was this freaky deaky character. <laughs> I am um, the viscount of. <laughs> spiders <laughs> um but yeah it was this great character who was indirectly ended up like tying back into what was going on at enfield as like this spirit that was possessing right. the old man that was possessing the girl. It was some wild shit um but there's some great sequences in there the the, the flooded basement sequence and having to go back into the house by himself Lorraine freaking out um and then they too they didn't shy away from the fact that this um one of the famous things that happened in this case is that the one girl was caught faking it yes Uh, she was caught bending spoons and all this other stuff and they Portray instead of ignoring that they portray that in the movie. Yeah, they they take it head on uh, and they say, okay, this happened, and the Warrens do actually end up leaving because of that, and then realize they have to go back because of yada yada. Like they do it in such a way that it works well within the context of the film. But it was impressive to see them take that take that on and not just ignore that huge controversial thing that happened. Um,
1: yeah, during the that's, case. yeah, that's exactly right. It was cool how they were able to confront that head on and still tell the story that they're telling in their universe where in the world of these films, of course, the, the hauntings are real.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Like we assume our, our, our our assumption going into this movie is that it's real and it's happening. Um, but yeah, that That was was followed by Annabelle creation.
1: Annabelle Creation, which was a prequel to Annabelle.
0: It was.
1: And in my opinion, and Miss Mel, we've talked about this, shares this as well, much better. Yeah. No, it was much,
0: much better. Much, much
1: better. better. Um, we uh, we jump back. Um, well, I think the prologue is farther back. It's like 20 years. And then the actual story is like 12 years or something. Yeah. Um and it's in the 50s. Because oh, Annabelle takes place in the sixties.
0: Yeah. I, I guess. that's kind
1: of it. Takes yeah, right? like,
0: yeah. It's a little bit yeah of, because of, it all ends all
1: like all of the movies in this universe like they're not present day guys because it's historical like stuff.
0: Yeah. No, it's um yeah. well, historical in like the past like fifty years. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. know. Yes, but yes. So but, this yeah. one takes place. It starts in the forties when. This girl, this little girl, is killed in a car accident. Um, or I guess she was already killed? I don't know. Yeah, we, see her. <laughs> we see her die. In we the see her ball. die. Her father has create, made this doll to like console his wife. And of course she's going to possess the doll. Right. Because who wouldn't? Um, and the little girl's name? Annabelle. Annabelle. So they jump forward like a 10 decade, 10 decade, pick one, <laughs> 10 years, a decade. Pick one, it's not 10 decades. <laughs> <laughs> to the fifties, uh, when a group of homeless girls, like the, this family from the beginning, uh, decides that they're going to take in this group of like a couple homeless girls, um, right. in the area, um, to stay in the house. Cause they're like, well, we're not fricking using any of our kids shit that we've got in the house, obviously. So why not? Um, and there's a little bit of a bluebeard thing going on because we never see um, the wife. She's shut in in this room that the girls aren't allowed to go in. And the the dad is kind of a dick, but like, what's that guy? What's Who was that guy from Renfield? No, that's Dracula. Who was the guy from Jane Eyre? Rochester? Rochester, Renfield. Uh he's kind of like a Rochester. <laughs> a Rochester, type Rochester. Keeping Siri. his wife in the attic. Yes. Yeah, Siri yeah, no, that's basically what's happening here a little bit. Um type guy. I know, right? Um <clears throat> and But I uh, wanna read Janet. There's two two main
1: girls. Yeah. Janice and Janice. shit.
0: And
1: uh Linda.
0: Linda. Uh,
1: Linda? I cannot remember for the life of me. I do remember Janice because the whole time I
0: was watching it, I was like,
1: Janice! Janice. Oh Jan. my god.
0: Um, but obviously, they start to come across some shit. Basically, they go into Annabelle's room where the doll is locked away inside of. Is it... Don't they open the closet and it's like covered in crosses or something? Is that this movie? Am I thinking of a different movie? Like, they open the closet door and it's just covered in crosses. Maybe,
1: at some point. I always, when I think of this movie, I think of the scene with the well. Yes. Which is really good. Mm-hmm. When do they try to get rid of the doll.
0: Mm-hmm. And it just boomerangs right back. Yep. Oh, look, it's back. Good. Yeah, no, so, but
1: there is, some, there is some good stuff about, like, going into the room. They're not supposed to, right? Like, like this locked room yes. has been preserved
0: and so what they're, have
1: you. There was this, this is a brutal film actually
0: well it is because there was this great great sequence towards the end where that they had an actual um uh, double amputee performing that bit as that that demon that yeah. was missing its legs that just crawled across the floor at these kids like it was terrifying and a lot of people were writing about it after the fact cuz they were like how do they pull off this terrifying horrifying little bit here cuz they're they like, do they're it, doing yeah. the, the the pulley elevator bit cuz there's a pulley elevator and there's a whole sequence in them doing that and basically there's this sequence of this demon that has no lower half essentially just crawling at these kids and they they did it by actually having an actor who is a double amputee like get in there and be like yep we're doing it um, yep yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's happening. it was fucking scary as shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was re- It was really freaky. Um,
0: But yeah, and this movie tied in eventually to the beginning of the first one.
1: Right. Um, Which is,
0: I thought they did that in a, a cool way. Yeah.
1: Because Cause I was like, the whole time I'm watching this, I was like, how the fuck are they going to like tie this into the, like the doll and everything that happens, like showing up in the original Annabelle and what have you. And I thought, I was like,
0: oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, they did it, and because so, it took me a minute to be like, oh, I see what's happened. Um, but yeah, so, and then they actually have a, was it like a, it was like a post-credit scene in this. For the connection to Annabelle? For the nun. Oh,
1: yeah, the nun. Yeah, the nun connection is a post-credit scene. It's actually, uh, well, they worked it in, of course. It, yeah. yeah. it's from, it ends up being an early scene in the nun itself.
0: yeah. Um, but basically it was basically them just saying, hey, we're doing The Nun, because you all can't shut the fuck up about it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true, basically. Because everyone was like, when are you doing The Nun? So they gave this little scene to be like, we're doing The Nun.
0: We're doing The Nun. The Now is when we're doing The Nun.
1: Um, now is when they're doing The Nun.
0: So this brings us to The Nun. To The
1: Nun. In 2018. Circa
0: 2018. Circa 2018. <laughs> the Nun. And it
1: happened. It did. And we both saw it opening day. We did. Respectively. And... So...
0: First things first. First things first? Okay. They did not want to originally cast Tihisa Formiga. For the exact reason that I'm now confused as to why they cast Tihisa Formiga. <laughs> <laughs> and that, <laughs> They okay, played themselves.
1: When you first, like, hear that, I feel like you're like, oh, that's... Fun because Teaser is Farmiga's yeah. sister, Vera Farmiga playing Lorraine Warren and Conjuring Conjuring 2. Yeah. The center of the Conjuring universe. Yeah,
0: and she's, you know, got a fucking recognizable face. But then you step back and you're like
1: Oh no! This is one of the weirdest casting decisions in recent. It's memories. so
0: you know, and what makes it so fucking weird is because okay, you cast her. I get it. She was actually very good, right? Like I actually really liked her in this movie. You didn't change your plan then. You weren't like, oh, we're gonna oh, yeah. cast her, and then we'll just switch some shit up to make it work. Like because originally, this is why they didn't. They didn't even want to see her because they were like, no, we're not gonna cast you because you look fucking identical to your sister and it's going to be weird and then they let her audition anyway and they liked her so much that they're like well fuck we have to cast her now and instead yeah. of being like okay well let's like work it in they're like no we're gonna keep the same exact script and not acknowledge this at all and pretend yeah. that you don't notice i uh... yes Which makes me so angry because Tahiza Formigo was very good in this movie, but very confusing. she, She Yeah, I I think she was good. The
1: more I thought about her performance, the more I kind of came around to it. Um and I've not I've not always liked her. I definitely yeah. think she's a weaker actress than her sister. Yeah. And she's um, younger. And she is. And yeah, and to be fair, Vera Farmiga is very, very good yeah. and very, very underrated. Yeah. Um, But yeah, and Tahisa, like, I. I never really liked her in Amer- an American Horror Story, and I don't know if that was the writing kind of like I think she it was, was a mixture character. of character,
0: both because that was like her first big thing. The character was kind of annoying.
1: Yeah, and like every time I saw her in whatever season she was in, I was like, I don't like I don't like what you're the choices you're making as an actress. Yeah. But whatever. But I really enjoyed her in um, the Final Girls. I don't know if you've seen that. It's a horror comedy from a couple years ago?
0: Uh, yeah, i have not.
1: She's really good in it. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. So you can. You can do things. And so, and, you know, she's kind of, because of American Horror Story and Final Girls and stuff or whatever, she's definitely, like, been embraced by the horror community. So, like, I understood the decision Yeah. in some parts. And then I also was like... I don't understand. I this totally decision.
0: get casting her. It's like okay, like I understand why you would cast her. I understand, like I see it. What I don't understand is yeah. you not fixing your shit after you cast her and after. finding a way to work it in because it's like it confuse, and then it just confused the shit out of me, especially because you cut at the end from that scene right to the scene in the fucking. Um, where Maurice is in like Vera Farmiga's face. And it was like, I did the say, like, I don't know what's happening. Cause yeah. like, okay, so here's the, the which they had to
1: CGI that because if you yeah when you watch it in the original, it's a completely different actor. <laughs> <It is.
0: laughs> um, so basically the story of the nun is it's the fifties. So around the time that Annabelle's happening, um, Basically, there's a suicide. So the opening sequence of this was really good. It was great yeah, it was, when the when the nun comes out and they do the shadow thing again with the music. We're just like, like it's great.
1: I love the musical theme. Yeah, for the
0: they just that, so creepy, and like, effective.
1: Ugh. It's one of the best horror themes. Like it's I, to me, it's up there with like the Chichi Hahas.
0: Yeah, no, it's amazing. It has, and just that whole theme. bit where they they play with the shadow. Yes. And the way that you watch the nun move along the wall, no matter, like, what's happening. Like, it's it's incredible. Like, the opening okay. sequence of this movie is incredible. And that's kind of, like...
1: They've had, like... Maybe, maybe not so much with the Annabelle films. I can't quite... I mean, they, their openings were fine. But, like, with the Conjuring films, right, have both had really amazing...
0: Yeah.
1: Sort of cold opens, or whatever.
0: Whatever you want it, to call
1: them. Yeah, and the nun... I think there was some pressure to live up to that and I think did a pretty decent yeah, job.
0: They they definitely rocked it and I think the music made 70% of that opening. It was really good. Um, but they used it really well. So the opening is these two nuns are... There's this door that clearly you're not supposed to go into because there's all sorts of shit hanging on it and crosses and stuff.
1: God ends here. God
0: ends here. Yes, that was the the carved on the on the wall. I guess it'd be, basically what you're understanding is okay. They're keeping something contained. It gets out and this nun kills herself. And at the time you don't you're not really sure why. You just watch her like run and then she jumps out the window and hangs herself. Um, and then it cuts to the Vatican discussing like, oh, like a nun committed suicide in Romania. This is terrible. So they're sending in this priest and they're sending him in with uh, a um what do you call them? Pre-nuns.
1: A novitiate.
0: A novitiate. Um because she's like knows the area, which turns out to be bullshit. But, um, (laughs) and that's never, that's never never circle back
1: to that. That's another, yeah, I
0: think there was some stuff cut out of this movie, but, um, this novitiate who is Tejisa Formiga that they pull out of her little class in, um, I don't know what it's called, um, in, uh, her nun school. Um to take her to Romania. Catholic school is fine, I think. Um <laughs> and um so they go there and they meet this guy, Frenchie, as he addresses himself, but reminds you that he is French Canadian. He's a Montrealian. But they call him Frenchie for whatever. I don't know. That's not important at all, but it's, they no, they harp nope. on it so many times. Nope. But this guy named Frenchie who's like their, he's meant to be their guide or whatever, because um, he's like a, he's a delivery guy. He takes like goods to the nun the nuns, the 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 yeah. convent um, or the abbey. No one else will really go near it. Uh, they're kind of freaked out by it, and they get there, and he was the one who found the body too. Was the other thing too is there's the cat. Um, he was the one who found the nun hanging, um, and there's like still like fresh blood outside like he takes them to the body um that he stored in like their walk-in dungeon (laughs) um because it's chilly down there and um basically they get in there and like the nun's body's been repositioned and he's like she wasn't like that when i she was not like that when i left her here or whatever his accent is um so that's kind of freaky um but basically it's the three of them versus the demon in the Abbey. Now, one thing I thought, like, there were so many pieces of this movie that made it almost really good. Like, I
1: know it's almost there.
0: The bit, the bit in the graveyard with the the, the pulling of the bells was very well executed. Um, part of the reason I thought she might end up being some sort of relative to Vera Farmiga is because she had visions. Right.
1: <laughs> so, so she's having the
0: visions. And,
1: uh, right, we're, we're led to understand that she's got some sort of, like, superpower, paranormal, Psychic whatever, thingy. stuff or whatever. And it, it matches up, like, um, what I mean, like, so The Nun is set in 1952. Yes. Which is 20 years before The Conjuring. The Conjuring takes place in 1972. Tahisa Farmiga is 20 years younger than her sister, Vera. It's Mira. perfect. <laughs> so it's literally perfect. I don't know why they just chose why? not to. Well, it's kind of like the twist is that, oh, there isn't no a twist. They're not. There's, there's no twist. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um... Like, no, actually, no. So there's that. And but it's like, oh, that's not as compelling
1: as I thought it was
0: going to be. That actually made me a little bit angry. Um, <laughs> so one of the best plays that they do with this, though, is that they get into the Abbey and they're talking to the abbess and they're talking to other nuns, they're kind of shady they're not very talkative like it's a little bit freaky and irene who is tahisa formiga gets pulled into um this night um prayer that they do because she calls it perpetual adoration where basically they pray all night long to keep the demon at bay so she's in there all the other nuns are praying this is going on eventually father what's his face comes in um because he realizes like he's you know, been tricked by a ghost or whatever, he comes in and you see that there are no other nuns. Yep. It's just Sister Irene and like the bodies of other nuns that are long since decomposed because they've clearly been dead forever in here and you're like, oh shit, like Jesus. Like there are so many parts of this movie. If they had made it forty five minutes longer and cared, <laughs> it would have been really good. I know. Like but that's that-
1: another thing. It's um if they do, we, they don't care about the characters, any of them. Yeah. Um, like we we only get like a couple facts about each of them, and then they, like those facts are just milked again and again. And it's supposed to be like development, and I'm like, I don't give a shit about and any of And there was these like people. this
0: weird like sexual energy between um, Irene and Maurice that's never like comes to a head. Yeah. And they can't because she takes her vows. Yeah, like right then and there, and you're like, all right, well, I guess that happened. Yeah, because he even makes a joke when she's like, "I took my vows." He's like, "Oh, what a shame!" And I was like, I, "Right, okay, whatever." <laughs> it's just, <sighs> yeah. But basically, what ends up happening so, is this yeah. Frenchy guy ends up being this guy named Maurice, who is the guy in the. The conjuring in this video that Ed and Lorraine are showing during a seminar they're giving, who basically first gave Lorraine the vision of Ed dying because he was possessed yeah. by Valak, is how it ropes in, which is fine. But right, don't... and that's
1: how like Valak sort of like attaches itself to Lorraine, Lorraine and is trying to, is decides that um, it wants to go after Ed.
0: Yeah, which is fine. But I'm not stupid. It's like, fun. acknowledge to me that Tihisa Formiga is in this movie. Right. Yes, but we still have to circle back to the fact that
1: why was she cast as Sister Irene? Because now it's just really befuddling. Now
0: it's the it's the only thing I focus on in this movie. And
1: and it's not even just that they're sisters, right? But they look so much alike.
0: Yeah. No, like, they two, look like, so identical. It's insane. Like.
1: This is a, it like, looks like a younger Vera. No, it literally,
0: and, and like, the older she the, gets, the more she looks like her.
1: Yeah, and you've got the timelines of the, the universe and the events of these stories completely matching up. And why why couldn't Sister Irene have, like, decided, like, because that's kind of the more compelling story, right, that they don't take. That, like, oh, because of her experiences in Romania, maybe she would decide not to take her vows, and then she becomes the demon-hunting yeah. Lorraine.
0: I was like, oh, like maybe, like it's got to be her, right? Because it's like she's got visions. She looks exactly like her.
1: They have the same skills, and I don't know. And then they don't do that, and I don't know if it was purely because of the historical thing. And the real Lorraine Warren was never a nun in.
0: Yeah, but you could at least make it work in some way. But like,
1: yeah, it just. But because of like. From a storytelling perspective, because of the similarities of the characters and then not conjoining them, it ends up being like narratively confusing. It's
0: very yeah, distracting.
1: And, and, distracting. Um, and then it's just kind of like, well, why didn't you cast literally anybody else to play Irene?
0: You can't tell me there was not another 20 something year old actress. Right. <sighs>
1: Yeah, so...
0: Also, I guarantee you, you spent a crap ton of money on Tahisa Vermega that you would have not need to have spent on another actress.
1: <laughs> That's true, if they had gone with a lower-budget actress. Um, to do that, it's... Um... I don't understand. I don't know. Yeah, you're. it, it was odd. Um, a like, head-scratcher, as well. Yeah, it no,
0: it was a quite a head-scratcher. Um yeah, I don't know. And it and again, it took away from things like the climax of this movie never felt big. It was never scary. There wasn't um,
1: scary.
0: You know, this was definitely... Unfortunately, I think this was the weakest of all the Conjuring films. And it sucked because it was the one that I was most looking forward to.
1: It's definitely the weakest. It's definitely been the most poorly received. I don't think we're going to be seeing a Nun 2. No. Um... Th- they'll just. Uh, it because
0: it was so hyped for so long. Like you, th- like you had the I'm time really to work a, on
1: mad it. Mad hyped, and and it's not to say that they they definitely got some things right. Like the, all the acting was good. Tahisa, Damian Bashir as Father Burke, really good actor. Um, that was good. They
0: yeah they they nailed it for like mood and atmosphere. Yeah, and there again, there were pieces of it like that opening sequence that bit with like you know the time warp in the abbey and like you know like okay the town won't go near the the creepy abbey on the hill you're in Romania for god's sake like yes there's yeah. so many pieces I, of this that just there's didn't... so many
1: pieces that's the thing the story was basic and it was familiar and it was boring
0: yeah no it was so boring
1: it was oh we're sending you to go see about weird stuff that we've seen that we've seen that before like give give us something more like i don't know
0: yeah I don't know. It was it was weak as hell. It's unfortunate. It wasn't um, weak. But coming up next, we've got an untitled Annabelle film.
1: Yeah, they're doing the a third one. one. Yeah. We're not sure prequel, sequel. Well, I, well so I they, they, sequel. they spoke at
0: Comic Con. They said it would take place after Annabelle.
1: Um, after Annabelle, but not necessarily yeah. after
0: Annabelle. Oh no. Okay,
1: right. Annabelle. Yeah.
0: So basically, right. they said it would focus on focus. Um, so after. Things happening after she was put inside the, like, Do Not Disturb box. Um, so basically it takes place between The Conjuring and The Conjuring 2. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, and they're working on Conjuring 3. They are. They, they confirm that they are doing it And
1: supposedly they're doing a third spin spin-off um, They're franchise doing The Crooked concerning Man. Concerning The Crooked Man. Yeah.
0: Which I'm not super jazzed about, but whatever. <laughs> Not i was super jazzed the about the nun and look how that turned out
1: i know yeah the crooked man is an interesting character it's just that it wasn't done well in no it wasn't
0: it, yeah it wasn't like yeah no like the entire thing was really creepy it's Definitely. just the the cgi on the crooked man was that smart. little
1: fucking music box or whatever yeah Go f-
0: fuck yourself. the zoetrope the zoetrope
1: yeah um, absolutely not
0: yeah no fucking thank you um, so, yeah, I mean, the thing about The Conjuring is that, like, it's, it's so good because this is, like, outside of, like, the universal monsters and shit like that, like, this is the first time in a long time anyone's decided to do this sort of thing where you've a got- A shared
1: horror universe. Yeah. Yep.
0: And it's, like, they've all got a shared tone, they've all got shared characters, like, you know, obviously the anchors are, like, Ed and Lorraine Warren in The Conjuring, but they're giving themselves enough room to just make their own shit with it. Like, yeah. it's very successful.
1: It is. It is the the nun is really the first true stumbling block.
0: Yeah, which sucks because um, you had we were ready to go in and love this movie because everyone fucking yeah. loved the nun from when everyone was, it was first everyone from was
1: was really ready. I mean, really ready to love this movie. Um, they even. I don't know if they had pushed it back or they moved it up. I can't remember what the original release date was, but they put it in that early September slot um, because of the success of it last year. Yeah. So they were that confident in the nun. It shouldn't have been. And yeah, it's nowhere near the caliber of it. Um,
0: but it's been, you know, they've they've been getting like, you know, their whole, total budget for all these films is a hundred and three million like they're not that expensive to make and they've gotten 1.4 billion back so uh they're doing fine (laughs) they're doing fine and they'll they'll keep making them i mean they've got three in on the docket right now it was actually forbes who said it they called it the first successful post-marvel cinematic universe okay yeah so there you Mm -hmm. go uh, but the yeah, no, they've got a crap most ton. Most They're movies. making a crap okay. ton of 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 money off these movies. It just sucks that the Conjuring's are the only ones that they're really uh, yeah. paying too much attention to. It's interesting. Mm. Yeah, no, the the Nun technically, if you want to go by like Rotten Tomatoes percentages, the Nun is just under Annabelle. In interesting. Of, yeah, for the basically the exact same amount no, of No, well, views. okay,
1: okay, yeah.
0: So yeah. But I do love me some Conjuring Universe. I will go see The Crooked Man. Um, I will go see Conjuring 3 thrice. Uh, I will see Annabelle the 3rd as well. Because you know what? I really enjoy these movies. (laughs) I do too, yeah. So. But yeah, they're a fun thing. And, you know, it's fun getting to October time. Um...
1: Do yeah, they're, I... good, they're good mood setters.
0: Yeah. And, like, essentially at this point, if there's any famous American haunting, like, the Warrens are involved in some capacity.
1: Like, seriously.
0: So, you know.
1: They show up on a, several episodes of the They a just,
0: haunting. yeah, no, they appear out of fucking nowhere. Um, and, you know, they've got books you can read. I would not recommend Amityville Horror because it was poorly written, and it's literally just the movie in book form but like yeah. a worse version of it. Um, Ed Warren has a book out that he put out before he passed away. And he is also the only Vatican recognized demonologist who's not a member of the clergy. Or he was when he was. That's black. a pretty cool distinction. Yeah. I had a friend whose brother was studying demonology. <sighs>
1: Can we bring them on the show and yeah, interview?
0: He definitely was studying because he was studying for religious purposes. Like, I don't know if he was studying to be a priest, but in his classes, he was studying demonology. And I was like, how do I do that? But, like, ignore all the other parts.
1: <laughs> yeah, all of that. <laughs> Get in touch. We're going to, we'll talk about this on the production side of things. Yes. Uh,
0: yes. But, um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, the Conjuring Universe, since we don't have a better name for so, it. So, Miss Mel, would you, if, if people haven't seen The Nun yet,
0: would you recommend? Would you say go see it? I would say wait until it's on demand, okay, or even free, just because like it doesn't do anything new. The connection isn't that interesting. It makes you angry. The obvious connection it did not use, and it just squanders all of its its possibilities. Yeah. So I'd say. Wait until it's cheaper to go see. I would agree. Buy the soundtrack, though. If you can. Yeah, good score. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay. I mean,
1: you're going to have misfires now and then. Yeah. It
0: just sucks because it was such a hyped character. and But maybe that's yeah. partly us, too. Because we were like, oh, yeah, oh, the fucking nun. Right? <laughs> well, yeah, and that's the thing, too. And, it, like, it was kind of like... After a while, it was like, okay,
1: you're showing me, like, a creepy nun walking around. Like, that, like... Oh, there she is again. There she goes. There she is again. Oh, there's a, a creepy nun. Nuns are creepy. It's, you can't see their, it's hard to see their face. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm not scared of her anymore.
0: She doesn't Her scare it, me.
1: whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like, again, like, you with the time warping and the visions and not knowing what's real and what isn't, like, play the fuck with that. Like, maybe the whole thing is a fucking delusion. I don't know! You tell me!
1: (laughs) Exactly, you had so much room. So,
0: yeah. It, uh, it wasn't, it was a misfire, but it was mostly because of what it didn't do.
1: And there was, like, so many, like, I don't know, like, with the whole, like, the bombs from World War II, and that's
0: what set it free, and, like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So there were so many, it was like literally like you needed just a solid script doctor and this would have been, this would have been fixed. Yeah. But. Anywho. Anywho. Well, if you have similar opinions or different opinions or want to gripe as well, you can email us. You can email us at splatterchatter669 at gmail.com you can tweet us at splatterchatter six uh, six six on Twitter. It minus all the vowels. If that's too difficult, just search it. It comes up right away. You can tumble us at splatterchatter.tumblr.com. You can find that us on Instagram. Sexy. Thank you. <laughs> like a rock tumbler. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at splatterchatter six Not six six. Done nothing because it's Instagram. You can find Craig's <laughs> blog at splatterchatter six 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 and Mr. Craigers will tell you all about the Patreon.
1: Yes. 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 Um, and make sure you're checking out the blog. Um, my 31 by 31 challenge is underway. Um, first two or three reviews are up there right now. Nice. I've got more coming at you guys, including a review of the nun to coincide with this episode. Um, a couple other things just to tease for you. I'm reviewing Cloverfield. Oh, I'm reviewing the faculty Mm-hmm. i'm re- reviewing maniac cop so a lot of uh a lot of good gems in there that i've got coming for you guys and yes if you would uh love to support the show you can find out how to do that at patreon uh, www.patreon.com splatter 666 we've got all sorts of information about the show about myself about miss Mel. What are we doing here? What's the whole point of this? Why are we doing it? What do we hope to accomplish moving forward? You can find out all of that on Patreon as well as the cool different rewards and perks that you could get should you choose to become a donor and pledge a monthly donation to the show. Now, if you're not in a place where you can financially donate to the show but you still want to show us some love, you can head on over to iTunes and leave us a rating and a review, which we would love. Just as much as a financial donation, Love because ratings shit. and reviews keep us um, in the charts and in the search results for all the wonderful people out there when they're looking up horror podcasts. Yeah. So consider that as well.
0: Good shit, kids. All right. That's all I got. <laughs> That's all we got.
1: That's all we got. So we're gonna wrap up. Um, when we next check in with you guys, it will be October. Mm. It will be October. What do we have happening next? Well, we're not sure. October. October stuff. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> it's the time of our people, you it guys. It is. It is upon us. So get ready. Get your decorations. Line up your different horror movies. Figure out your costumes. It's going to be wild. It's going to be a good Halloween this year. I can feel it. I can feel it. And until we check in with you guys again in October we want to remind you to always keep up the creep and for now we're going to say au revoir
0: adios and das